0: It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. And this week, as promised, I have something very different. I have a friend of mine who also does a podcast that lives in Australia, and he asked to interview me. So we've taken his podcast of The Interview, and he's allowed me access to it to use on my own podcast. His name is Todd Sargent. And the name of his podcast is Beyond 40. He interviewed and questioned me and asked for opinions from the woman's perspective on the dating scene after 40. So please be our guests and take a listen to Todd and myself, Beyond 40 and Sugar Mom with our dating tips and hints. Here's Todd.
1: Hello and welcome to Beyond 40. It's the show about loving, living life over 40. G'day, it's Todd Sargent. If you've dropped by iTunes, maybe Stitcher Radio or TuneIn, make sure you hit the subscribe button because it's the simplest way to get every episode, every fortnight of Beyond 40. And if you'd like to drop me a line, love to know where you're listening in, simply drop me an email, todd at beyond40.com.au. Broadcasting from Australia, Australia around the world. And one of the things about being beyond 40, statistics prove it, we all know it, it's the time generally when if a relationship comes to an end, that's around the period that it happens. Maybe the kids have gotten to that age, they've left home, they've gone to university or college, and you wake up one morning and you look at your partner and you think, hmm, I don't know that I want to be with them for the rest of my life. And that's where it happens. So you may find yourself as we like to say, back out on the market. It is tough. It's a jungle out there. So I thought I would bring this lady in who can hopefully give the guys and the girls some tips in navigating dating beyond 40. Robert Marshall, she's an author, media personality and inspirational speaker. She is the voice of P Diddy's unforgivable fragrances and since being diagnosed stage three ovarian cancer has undergone weekly chemotherapy treatments and happily is in full remission she's written a book called the diary of a sugar mum which in several categories of amazon hit within the top 10 she now hosts a podcast as well which can be found on itunes called sugar mum i'm imagining she's in dallas at the moment i'm kind of thinking she's sitting there with a martini robin marshall hello hi but I
0: have to correct you because it's not Sugar Mum. <laughs> I spent a lot of money to trademark that name.
1: It's Sugar Mom. Well, see, that's the American-Australian thing. We say Mum, you say Mom. I know. So it's it's Mum like, with an O, not a U. Yes, and when you spend that
0: much money to have something be yours, you got to say it the right way.
1: It's we're <laughs> a couple of minutes into the podcast, and I've already been put in my place. So thanks very much, Robin. Firstly, so happy that you're feeling well. Thank you. It's been a long journey, hasn't it?
0: It's been a few years, on and off.
1: Yeah, that's another story for another day. We're definitely going to talk about that. Hey, also, have you met P. Diddy? No, I never met him personally. Oh, that's kind of disappointing. Not really. <laughs> that's, I'll just strike that question now. That's fine. That's what well, it's funny. gone. Here's the funny
0: thing. When I first did those, that campaign for him, I was so excited. I came home and I said to my kids, I just did these commercials for P. Diddy and and there was also a guy named Sean Combs there. <laughs> and Puff Daddy. <laughs> there were these three guys. I don't know who they were. And my kids looked at me like I was nuts. You How are... was I supposed
1: to we were all the same person? You are so cool, Robin. I, I just, it blows my mind. <laughs> hey, can you do us a little bit of the read that you did for the fragrance?
0: No, it was like, Fragrances for women. P. Diddy. Fragrances for women.
1: See, that's what you're dealing with when you have Robin Marshall reading your commercials. Hey, full disclosure, we are in fact friends. We met at Dallas Radio Conference. Was it four years ago now?
0: You know, I think it was. It's like a lifetime ago, and yet I still feel like we saw each other yesterday.
1: It's crazy, isn't it? Now, you and I laughed for three days straight, drank way too much alcohol, which resulted in me and some other cronies forcing me into a $400 pair of cowboy boots, which I still have and and still wear occasionally. Hold on. You slept in those boots. I did. (laughs) They felt so good. I had to sleep in them.
0: You were just trying to break
1: them in, I know. Oh, I'm still trying to break them in. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Beyond 40, we're talking about dating over 40, tips, tricks, and pitfalls. Robin, can I ask you the question before we get started? Where are you in the mix? Are you on the market? Yes. 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 Dating over 40, easier or harder?
0: It depends on who you're talking to. If you're talking to someone like me, if you're a man talking to me, it should be a hell of a lot easier because I'm so forthcoming and I tell you exactly what it is I'm looking for. And if if you're not that person, you can sway me with, you know, whatever magic you have. But if you don't come close, I'm going to say to you, let's just be friends and move on.
1: And how long does that process take? How how long do you know between, hello, my name is, insert name, whether it's going to be a lover or a friend?
0: Usually within the first message, before I even get to the phone, just online.
1: Okay, and that's one of the big issues now, isn't it? Because many, many years ago, when you and I were younger, there wasn't the interweb. You actually had to go out into an environment and meet someone. It might have been through family, someone's setting you up, hey, I've got a friend who's single, or you go to a barbecue, or you go to a dinner, maybe a blind date, but that's all kind of changed now with the internet. And do you, do you think it's made it harder or easier?
0: Well, first of all, I wish our family and friends would continue to set us up on blind dates. It's a thing of the past. People are so into themselves right now that they forget that you might be available for this one or that one and it sure would make life a lot easier. I think the dating online makes things so much more difficult. It almost becomes a full-time job. I'm not kidding. By the time you read through all of their information, it, it becomes very clinical. And to the point where, you know, where they have that speed thing on the date sites where you can look at somebody's picture and say yes or no. It's like I can't even look after a certain point. I'm so overwhelmed with all of the pictures and information and trying to absorb who belonged to who, who I've talked to. I don't even remember half the people I've gone out with. Now, what was your question?
1: I suppose the problem you've got, once you hit 40 and beyond, uh, nine times out of 10, you, you've been married. If not married, you've been in a serious relationship. Maybe kids have been into the mix. And then we're cast back out onto the dating scene. And I don't know if it's the same for women, but a lot of men that I talk to and a lot of friends that I have go, I don't know how to date. And that's one of the big issues that they seem to have. They, they, they're just out of practice. Well,
0: that's true. And a lot of it is lack of self-confidence, not having to have tried for 20, 25 years. You know, they've been in their comfort zones of, of just being themselves or not even trying to be the best they can be for their wife or husband. And so now you're in a position where, you know, you got one shot. Someone's going to look at your picture or your profile Uh, or what you have to say about yourself, you've got one shot before they move on to the next person. So it is overwhelming, and it's upsetting. Why is it upsetting? Well, if you say the wrong thing, you know, I've thought about going into this business, for instance, like writing people's profiles for them just to build up their self-esteem and make them, you know, rise to the occasion. But then I thought to myself, well, if I write the profile for this person... They do have to live up to it. Someday, I mean, you have to pay the piper. So what's the point in writing a profile for someone if you can't be the person I'm writing about?
1: Has courting been replaced by swiping? Swiping what? Swiping. Swiping left or swiping right on the screen? (laughs) I thought you said swiping. No, we're not. That's another podcast. We're not talking about swapping. (laughs) Oh, Robin, get yourself another martini lady. I have so many people that would rather talk about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or listen to. I could go into this voice oh, don't, and talk about swapping.
1: Don't do that <laughs> to me. Please don't do that to me. But, you know, you've, you've got it on your iPhone. You've got it on your whatever smart device you're using. And basically it, it is, what uh, yeah, yeah, what is it, right for yes or right, left for no? I'm not sure. But it's a case okay. of, as you said, you get one shot at it, and if it doesn't look great, it's just goodbye. Yes.
0: And do you know what happens? A lot of times most of the time, I would say, when someone writes me, I don't care what they look like. I'll look at the message first. In my case, it's very different because I have on my profile, guess what, everybody? I beat cancer twice. And and I write that, you know what? I pick myself up. I dust myself off. I'm ready to go. What do you want to do? Let's try and make something happen. And And this is part of my profile. So not only do I get people or men that are just looking at pictures and just reading a headline. I'm also getting those people that really read the profile that are responding to me and saying, whoa, I am not your type, but God damn it, I just wanted to say congratulations. You beat the big C. So there's no way that I'm going to not respond to everyone that writes to me or at least read what they write to me.
1: Can I just rewind you a little bit? There's I love you, but I don't believe you in one point. Okay. I don't agree with the fact that you say you don't care what they look like. I've heard women say that forever. I just, I don't believe it. I'm really sorry. I don't believe when you say I don't care what they look like. I want to read the profile and hear about the man.
0: No, what I said was... I don't care what they look like. What's more important to me at that moment is let me read the message. Now, if I read the message and it's just them saying, "Hey, congratulations." You know, "You go, girl." I don't care what they look like. That is a really nice person that wrote to me, and I'm going to respond. And it doesn't mean I want to go out with him. You know, if I look at his profile and I don't like what what he is or I don't like the picture or the way he looks, why would I waste his time or mine? But I am going to reply and say, thank you. That really meant a lot to me for you to take a minute out of your day to write to a total stranger just to say congratulations.
1: So what's your success rate been like on the Internet with dating?
0: Well, I've had a couple of very successful relationships, uh, but they're no longer here. <laughs> so I don't know what the success rate is. <laughs> <laughs> they lasted long, I guess that's the way to put it.
1: Do you think beyond oh. 40 we expect our relationships to last uh, as long as they did before? Have we reached a point once you get to 40 and beyond where you go, well, you know, I'm if it works it works, if it doesn't it doesn't, I don't really care. What what kind of investment do you think we have in our age?
0: Well, first of all, I believe And don't think I haven't told my children this. This is my philosophy. Mm -hmm. The first marriage will not work. It just won't. You're together 20, 25 years. You have your children. You have your careers. You've raised everybody. You've owned a house, lost a house, whatever you've done. Now you're looking at each other like two total strangers because you no longer have anything in common except for those things. You stop trying to make things work. You just take each other for granted. So now let's say you divorce or separate or you talk to each other and you make it work. But if you can't make it work, this is where you wind up back on the dating sites or not back on because when we were 20, 25 years younger, there were no dating sites. So here we are in this world. This is the time where you can't say, oh, if it works, it works, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You need to put your best foot forward and really, really have somebody look at your profile, look at your pictures, an outsider, like a friend or, you know, a professional. I don't know who that is out there, but like I said, you've got one shot and this is the time because now if you find somebody that's really special second time around, this could be the final relationship. Your princess or your prince. And you don't want to screw this up. How many times can we go through depression or rejection or feeling like we're just not good enough? This is the time where we should celebrate if we find the opportunity to find
1: that person. So how many profiles do you think people put together drunk on a Friday night? I think we can see through
0: that if we have any intelligence
1: whatsoever.
0: And, you know, there are also little keys in profiles that that turn me off as a woman. I won't do this if you're not drama-free. Well, you know what? Am I allowed to swear on your podcast?
1: Knock yourself out.
0: Okay, well, fuck you. (laughs) Because don't tell me you don't have drama in your life. You're freaking divorced just like I am. So leave out the drama-free bullshit. We all have drama some of us are better at hiding it, but eventually it's all going to come out better now than later,
1: right? What are some of the, the deal breakers? So you, you're having a look at a site and what are red flags for you when it comes to men?
0: I don't like men that talk to women, ladies. If you can't talk to me as a one-person conversation, next time. I don't like being a part of a group. People, I mean, radio people know that. That's just like the Bible.
1: Yeah, that's the broadcaster coming out in you, isn't
0: it? But it's the truth. And that's why I'm a storyteller, because I know that I'm supposed to talk to one person. When you're on the air, don't you talk to one person instead of saying, ladies, I'd really like your opinions here. You talk to one woman. Otherwise, you feel like you're part of a tribe. So that's a deal breaker for me. What do you want to know about them? I want to know that they can support themselves and me if I choose to
1: retire. (laughs) (laughs) So now now we're getting down to the crux of the issue. And so we've we've probably had men going, wow, I really like the sound of this lady. She's funny. I'm going to send her an email or I'm going to try and contact her. And they've just gone, oh, she wants to retire on my paycheck. Yes,
0: and I'll whisper that into his ear too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, whispering will only get you so far, honey.
0: Trust me, it gets me very far <laughs> if I want to be there. <laughs> no, it's not just about money. I promise you it's not. I need to know that somebody that I'm involved with is smarter than me. How's that possible? It is very possible. Come on. I just want to know that, I, and this is going to sound really weird, but it's the truth. I'm the kind of woman that if you aren't smarter than me, I can walk all over over you and i don't want to do that i want a guy that i can answer to that might be able to say hey stop in your tracks and i'll listen because i respect him i don't want to push over
1: what about photos for their profile what what do you like what don't you like if you could send out a message to the guys to say whatever you do don't put this photo on what did you say Photos. photos Photos. I thought you would not like a dog. (laughs) Yeah, when you put your dog Fido on the page.
0: Uh, Well, let me speak on behalf of all women in every country right now. Your private photos that, that we might be lucky enough to have access to if you decide to share, if there is one junk picture there,
1: you're out. Yeah, and I don't think they let you put junk photos on the web pages or do they? Maybe you go to a different web page than I've had a look at.
0: No, just hold on. Let me let me just straighten you out right now. Okay. If you interact with somebody on a website, I guess it depends on the website. <laughs> I might've just ratted myself <laughs> out. <laughs> but there are certain websites that lean to the left or lean to the right. I don't know. Not like match.com, not like Plenty of Fish, but the, you know, a little broader. Where they have private photos, if you want to see more, they have a headshot or they have a, a, you know, a full-length picture that's right there for you to see. And then if you want to see more, you, you ask them to share private photos. And if there is a junk picture in that private access file...
1: I'm gone. I'm history. With the internet and with instant, instant gratification, you don't have to wait anymore, do you? Basically, what's the point of having a first date? Because nine times out of ten, people know everything about the person, they've seen everything, and they turn up and it's like a oh, hi. Here's what it is.
0: There is no more seduction. There's no more wondering, guessing, hoping. I mean, hope is the best drug on the market. So if you, we see everything ahead of time... Why should we even show up or want to go?
1: It makes a lot of sense because then you're basically just turning up to have a drink with someone, aren't you?
0: It's really a waste of time. If I know what you've got and I'm not happy with what's (laughs) there, trust me, I'm not coming. (laughs)
1: A lot of times you hear people say, I do not want to get involved in an email relationship. How soon should you meet up with someone after you've established you? You've you've been to the website or you've been to the app. Robin looks fantastic or Todd looks great. How soon should you get together? Sooner rather than later, yeah?
0: I'm sorry, but did I not kiss you the first time I met you in a photo booth? (laughs) (laughs) Now, are you going to strike that from this audio piece?
1: No, no, I'll let that roll because it's true. It is absolutely I, true. I have the pictures to prove it. Yeah, you do as well. Okay, so let's get back on task. I'm I'm blushing in the studio here at Beyond 40. This is terrible. So
0: me personally, and I am not speaking for all women. I'm talking just for me. I am a very spontaneous person. I do not believe in multiple texts, emails. You know, going through uh, websites or if you offer up your text. I don't believe in multiple texting back and forth. If you like me and I like you, and there is something there that's even worth considering, I'll go tonight because I don't want it to be able to linger and fall through the cracks. And that's usually what happens, unfortunately.
1: Do you think there's an eye to a long term, or do you think that once you get beyond forty, a lot of people are just going? You know, I'm just here for a hookup for the night.
0: No, I don't believe that at all. Well, maybe 40 to 50. There might be some of that. I know who is attracted to me, and I know why they're attracted at the time they're attracted. And I don't know if it has to do with age. That's the part that's kind of confusing, because when I write a profile, I write it very, very profoundly. It's out there. It's in your face. It's not mean or sarcastic or confrontational. It's just who I am and what I'm looking for. And I attract people that are in their 30s, which is absolutely not anything I'm interested in. I mean, my kids are in their 20s. And then I attract people that are in their late 50s to late 60s. And unfortunately for me, I'm not into that age group either because they think too old. And so I'm sort of stuck I wind up in that 40, you know, mid 40 to late 40, early 50 group. And I I talk to these people, but I know in reality, when I'm 85, they're going to be what, you know, 10, 20 years younger than me. So I'm looking for that long-term relationship. But if I want immediate gratification, those are the guys I would go to because they think
1: like me or I think like them. How long should you leave it? before going out on a date? Have you ever ha- had a situation with a male who, who has basically just come out of a relationship and you, you're sitting there, you're out having a, a nice martini and you're, you're having a chat and you're thinking, you should have given this a little more time?
0: You know, if that's the case, I sit and have a conversation with them and and draw it out and, you know, make them realize it and talk about it because we're, we're friends if nothing else and It can't hurt to have somebody to talk to, and if they finally see that, yes, they want to move forward, but they're still not ready to move forward, I might be the one they remember as a good friend later on down the road. So I'm not going to run and leave the restaurant and say, hey, have a nice life.
1: Has that happened at any stage? Yes.
0: And you know what I've called myself several times? The in-between
1: woman. The in-between woman. Yes. That's going to be the name of this podcast, isn't it? The in-between woman. So you are like the, the conduit between yeah. their past and their future. Yes. But how, what do you get out of that?
0: You know, not a hell of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I get to feel like I at least I got my shit together and I know what I'm doing and I'm not going to get screwed and I'm going to help somebody over here on this side And I'm going to help somebody that's non-existent yet on the right side. And maybe I get invited to the wedding.
1: Obviously, there's things that can be taken from both sides, male and female. Do you think men beyond 40 are jaded, Robin? are, Are they, you know, are they damaged goods? What are your thoughts? You mean those that have been married or not married or does it not matter? Well, it kind of doesn't matter. But, you know, there's a belief that men over a certain age become grumpy they become cranky, they become old and stodgy. Is, is that the feeling you get or is that just a you know an urban myth?
0: That's a myth. It all depends on who you meet because at any given time, the right partner can bring out the best in you.
1: I kind of believe that men are not as funky as women, that men tend to age sooner than women do.
0: It's so funny because I see it the opposite. Really? Yes. I see women aging much more quickly. Maybe it's the difference between where you are and I am. Wow, that's a huge point. I see women letting themselves go here, not in Dallas, because Dallas is like the city where whatever you can do to fix your body, they'll do it (laughs) and bless their heart while they're doing it. But uh, that's what I've seen. Men... They might gain an extra 10 pounds because they don't have to work as hard, they think. But I've met a lot of sharp guys the older they get.
1: Do you think it's easier for men or women dating beyond 40? It's a tough question, to be honest with
0: you. Um, Women that have been married for 20 years are used to one man's opinion, one man's desires or lack thereof, and have to reinvent everything about themselves in order to get out there. Men on the other hand are less vain for the most part. You know, I know that men are vain, but they know their limitations more than women do. So there's less work for them to do except for working on their egos.
1: Alright, before we let you go today, because the martini's coming to an end, and you've probably got a hot date lined up that you haven't told us about. Your tips for men and women dating. So let, let's start with the guys. What, what are just some Robin tips for the boys out dating?
0: Read the woman's profile. Don't just look at the pictures. You've got to know what she's all about before you even reach out because not having a woman reach back to you after you've said hello is sort of like a slap in the face. And no woman wants to do that to a man. It's just not what we're about, at least women like me. So read what the woman is about. And if she's not for you, move on. That's a really important
1: point. What is your advice for the lady?
0: If I had great advice for the lady, I'd be using it myself.
1: Okay. So she's not giving away the top
0: secrets. No, it's not that I don't have. It's not a top secret. I'm I'm really seriously trying to figure that one out. And... The advice that I would give is don't be afraid to be the one to write first. Talk to him. Don't say something like, Hi, how are you? You know, really look at his profile. Pick out something that stood out to you if you like him and mention whatever that one thing was and say, Hey, I loved the fact that you said you love to go horseback riding because, and have it relate to something you've done. Don't make it just be, you know, a throwout statement. If you've gone horseback riding and you got thrown off a horse, hey, you know, I love the fact that you were on that horse because it reminded me of the one time that I was on a horse, I got thrown and I've been waiting to meet somebody that could help me not to be afraid again. He can relate to that. He sees you as susceptible and you open up that door and that you could relate to something they're talking about.
1: Hey, Robin, one thing before we let you go, it's all very well to be hearing you here on Beyond 40, but I can imagine there will be men and women going, I want to hear more about the sugar mom, (laughs) M-O-M. Where can we go and listen to you? You can go to iTunes.
0: Almost any podcast platform holds sugar mom. And within the Sugar Mom podcast, you will hear my book. I've released the book for free and there are about 70 chapters and I group it by three or four per podcast. I also do a series called Lemons to Lemonade, which is within Sugar Mom. And that is regarding cancer, ovarian cancer and my experience. And it's not forlorn and woe is me. It's humorous and uh, educational and... It's something that I really, truly believe every man and woman should listen to. But for the Sugar Mom essence itself, just go to Sugar Mom on iTunes. That's where I would recommend you go. Or you could go to my website, sugarmom.net. Plus, you can see pictures.
1: Oh. <laughs> no junk pictures, though, I gather. No junk. <laughs> just seductive. <laughs> Robin, thank you very much for your time. I hope things start to pick up a little bit on the scene for you. I suppose uh, there's a lot of eligible men in Dallas just, just waiting to find you.
0: You want to hear something funny? I limited myself to Dallas for the biggest, longest time. And then I finally said, Robin, what are you doing? You can work from anywhere. So now when people write me that aren't from Dallas, I don't just disregard them. Because I can pick up my studio and I can go anywhere I want and have the same quality. I've realized that life is bigger than the city you live in.
1: Have microphone, will travel. Yes. Robin, thanks for dropping by Beyond 40. Go and make yourself another martini and we will talk to you soon.
0: My pleasure. Thank you.
1: Putting a funny slant, but some great advice for getting back out into the dating world whether you're doing it online whether you're swiping left swiping right or you're doing it the old-fashioned way getting out and about meeting heading to your local bar it doesn't matter in the meantime have a great week and continue to love living life beyond 40
0: and there you have it me robin marshall sugar mom being interviewed by todd sargent with his podcast called beyond 40 i would love to hear your opinions any comment you might want to throw our way, drop it right on the podcast page, right there on iTunes. Make a suggestion. Above all else, as Todd mentioned, subscribe to the Sugar Mom podcast. This way you don't miss a trick because every week I'm coming up with new ones and most of them are very relatable to you. You may not want to admit it, but we both know the truth. So thank you once again for enjoying the two of us and giving your ears. Time to absorb what we've had to say. It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. A Westwood One podcast production.